So you guys all wrote down maybe one, some of you guys wrote down like six problems that you're dealing with. What we're gonna do right now is I'm gonna at random, like go underneath the chair, pick one, read it out loud to you guys. And we're all just gonna be really real and transparent. And I will make sure of that. We're gonna be really real and transparent. We're all gonna participate during this. Sound good? Because the only way we're gonna get better, the only way we're gonna get where we wanna go is if we can get vulnerable. Agreed? Okay, so let's get vulnerable today. Let's do it. All right, first one I grabbed. Seems pretty chunky. Let's see. Whew, this is a good one. You guys ready for this? How do you support the money mindset with your spouse? Or supporting a money mindset in your spouse? <sighs> Woo! This is... <laughs> This is not an easy one. <laughs> is my wife in the room or is she? Is Winston outside using the bathroom right now? <laughs> With me and my wife, we have a really good balance. I'm the person that likes to spend a lot of money and she's the person that likes to save a lot of money. But I told my wife, my personality is my personality. I'm not gonna change who I am. Your personality is your personality. You're not gonna change who you are. My mindset is the reason and part of the reason why we have been able to do some of the things that we are capable of doing as business owners. And my wife and I have conversations all the time about why I do the things that I do that bring in the level of income and, and et cetera, et cetera. But we have rules. And this is the part that I didn't establish early on in my relationship with her. Before we established rules, I used to just spend money whenever Carlton used to spend money because, oh, Carlton, has the business and he knows what he's doing technically, right? So I used to just go out and do the things that I wanted to do. Well, I didn't realize that, dude, sometimes when you're just always thinking about how you can grow the business and you're kind of single-minded, you can impact others. And so we created some rules in our relationship where we have spending limits. So if there's an expense over 5,000, I communicate with Janeth about the expense that's over 5,000. When it comes to Janeth wanting to do something for her businesses, we have a consultation or consultation, a meeting about it, as she would say. And we discuss how much are we gonna allocate to the things that she wants to do. But at the end of the day, we understand that there's no rule book around how to successfully do this. So what we are gonna do is we're gonna just continue to remain in communication with each other and listen. Because the most important thing that you can do is be a good listener as a spouse. I remember when I was Fallen in love with Grant Cardone and all of his teachings. I was like, Janeth, you need to read this book. You need to read this book. She's like, dude, I don't, I don't like that guy like that. <laughs> and I'm like, but he's making money. We need to make money. We have to like this because this is what other people do. And it was not her love language, whatever you want to call it. I was not doing well communicating that to her. And it took time to figure out a different approach. It really did. It took time to figure out a different approach. And I spent time understanding like, what are the things that she really cares about? Like really cares about, can't live without. And my wife like really cares about helping people. And one of the things I knew I wanted to do to take our business to the next level was I knew I needed my wife to leave her W2 job to spend more time working inside of my business because my YouTube channel was just taking off and all these companies were reaching out to us to wanna to work with us. I was working on this whole tax strategy accelerator thing. It was a lot and I had to get to her level to understand where she could see her growth in what we were doing. And, you know, a lot of us have our businesses and we want our spouses to be a part of it. They need to be able to see where they fit into the entire picture. Your partner is your teammate. 
right? And when I look at any successful team, everyone plays a role. The quarterback doesn't try to play the running back position. The running back doesn't try to play the wide receiver position and, and vice versa. And so you have to get really clear on what is your teammate's role and what is your role. When I was at this event with Grant Cardone, I was telling you guys that I uh, got invited to a private event and it was him and his wife that were speaking at the event. And Elena came up and said, you know, you guys all look up to my husband and um, me, and my, me and my husband are a team. He is the hammer and I'm the dreamer. What I mean by that is I don't have to carry the weight of the hammer, which means I'm not the person that's gonna go in and be on the stage and speak, but I'm the dreamer. I'm the person that tells him he should be going on the stage. He should be going after the billion dollars. He should be going after the next investment property. And so when I started hearing this, I'm like, dang, Jeanette's always in the mirror talking to me every morning. Carlton, you're a badass. You know, you, you, you know you're the number one tax da, da, da. She does this to me every morning. I'm like, wow, she is the dreamer and I'm just the hammer. I'm, I'm the one who can go out and do it because she understands what her role is and what we're trying to accomplish. All right, we're gonna jump over to the next topic here. I'm gonna go for the smallest one I could find. Let's see. That was a great yeah, that was a solid topic. Let's see how we follow this up. All right. All right, next one is, how can I focus on working on my business as opposed to not in my business? How can I get a place to where I'm just working on my business and I'm not in my business? I think when I hear this question, the first thing that comes to my mind is, one, who are the who's that I need in my life and what is my non-negotiables list? So last year, it was like right after Christmas, I wrote down all the things I'm no longer putting up with in 2023. I did the exact same thing the year before, prior in 2022, right around December, which led to me no longer having a consulting calendar, which has led to this entire mastermind. Whatever you allow to happen will happen, period, point blank, period. My mom pretty much engraved that on my head growing up. Carlton, whatever you allow to put up with, you will put up with. I was like, all right. <laughs> Well, being that, I'm gonna cancel this. I don't wanna do that anymore. And you know what? It has to be on your non-negotiables list. It has to be on your non-negotiables list because what's gonna hold you accountable, right? And so I write out my list, put a little line on um, Word document where I sign it myself and I place it on my whiteboard because I write my goals out on my whiteboard every single morning. I just see my little non-negotiables list and I'm like, okay, these are all the things I told myself I wasn't gonna do in 2023. So why will I allow it to happen? Jump to the next one. How do I recoup my PPP loan? I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this next one's a pretty good one, especially with all the experts that we had in the room today. This next one is, how do I get to a place where I can buy and analyze the right piece of property? So many um, new uh, taxpayers who are going into home ownership will buy a primary residence first because, I mean, let's just be honest, we're all told to go into buying a primary residence by our parents or our teachers or our, our financial advisors. So they go into a primary residence, but instead of going into a primary residence with the intention to make it your forever home, you just turn around and turn it into an asset. Maybe while you're there, you do house hacking and you improve the property so you build in some equity and then do what we talked about, either doing a cash out refinance, a HELOC, or if you really wanna exit the game of real estate, which doesn't benefit you, then you can turn around and sell it and at least you'll have a $250,000 capital gains exclusion if you held onto the property for two years. All right, let's jump to the next one. Let's see, this one's pretty crumpled up to here too. Try not to rip it. You guys like this? This is a good segment here. 
Who came up with this idea? Is this, is this my wife? Is this Sam? Sam, did you come up with this? This is great. Overcoming city regulation in completing real estate projects, permits, buildings, short-term rentals, vacation rentals, solutions. Let me bring this question to Peter in the back, actually, because I actually want to hear your comment on this. Listen, if you're going to give me more mic time, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Be the center of attention. Um, so here, here's the main key. You can get the answers before you actually get by the Airbnb or the unit that you're looking at. All of this information is readily available. So like Fort Lauderdale, if you guys just literally go on the website and you type in Fort Lauderdale short-term rental license, you're going to get literally like a step-by-step -step checklist. And it's going to tell you, here's what you need to do. Here's the state licenses. Here's the local licenses and any other requirements. They even go as far as giving you like the inspection checklists for you to know what to do before the inspector comes out. So you don't have to fail the inspection and then have them come back and re-inspect it and cost you additional money. And that's for every city, right? So like the city of Boca, for example, you cannot do any rentals. It's like a 50K fine. Like five zero comma zero zero zero, <laughs> right? Like it's fifty k. Fifty k. It's kind of ridiculous. Boca, Boca Raton, it's Palm Beach County. But then Del Rey next door, it's like it's basically a free for all. Or Deerfield is another good one. So people that want to stay in a specific area, they just go to the next town over, and typically you know what the regulations are. So I would highly recommend that when you're looking at an area, just Google it or ask the agent. If somebody does this, they should either know or they should be resourceful enough to get you the answers. Um, and even just calling the city itself and ask them, hey, what's your guys' you know, regulations? Because now, more than ever, all the cities and all the local um, you know, legislation is changing and they're really trying to force it. Yeah. Two years ago, you could pretty much get away with anything. The city can allow you to Airbnb, but let's say you're buying a condo or a building or you're buying in a subdivision that's governed by a homeowners association. It's almost like a city within a city, whatever the homeowners association says or condo association says goes, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'll give you guys an example. In Miami, there's like a handful or two handfuls of buildings and brickle that actually allow you to do Airbnb. And they're not classified as condos, they're classified as condo hotels, which is a condo hotel, because you need special type of insurance to eliminate the liability for you to be able to do a short-term rental. And depending on which condo you're looking at, which is super important, or homeowners association, they define short-term differently. For example, Lauderdale by the sea, it's another city, they define short-term rental as anything shorter than 30 days. Uh, another city is gonna say less than 24 hours or less than seven days, right? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you have to know what the homeowners association allows you to do or the condo association allows you to do because sometimes you can only rent it once a year, right? So if you guys are looking for long-term investments, like let's put short-term just aside for a second, the homeowners can block you from renting the unit. So now you got a tenant who gave you a 12 month lease who ended up breaking it six months in. And now you didn't structure your lease correctly and you can't go after them for the remaining six months, which is costing you however much money it's costing you, right? Because the homeowners association had to approve them. So it's almost like a, you know, like a, yeah, it's co correct. It's, you just have to be a little bit careful. So these are questions you have to ask up front. So like when I source properties, I try to not to deal with homeowners associations because even if they allow it today, they may not tomorrow, yep. right? So just CYA a little bit on that side. It's a really great question. That was a great question. You see how much work goes into this though?
Oh my goodness. It's great that he's obsessed over this stuff because like I'm obsessed on the tax stuff. It takes a lot of time reading the tax code. Like there's a lot of pages in the eighties of thousands. I can't have my, my free time spent on permits and solutions for completing real estate operations. So that's where Peter comes in. Oh, and, and the other thing guys, like we're, we're talking about licensing. You're going to get fined if you don't do it the right way. Like, yeah, yeah. Talk about, talk about that. per day. And then you're going to call me in panic mode saying, holy shit, I got seven days to fix this. And the inspector is not available for a week because he doesn't work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Okay. They literally work like Friday and Saturday from what it seems like. And you can't get a hold of anybody at the city and they want their money, $200 a day. And every day you're late, it does not matter. And that's just for the city of Fort Lauderdale there. I've yeah. seen higher fines. So just get it done right away. Yeah. That's also something Peter takes care of too, because I, I didn't know how the city of Deerfield worked. So Peter went and got all the permits for our property and licensing and all that. And it just made it really nice and easy for me. Jeez, I got a lot of problems down here. All right. Uh, starting all platforms and understanding them. Whew. We went over a lot of platforms, huh? Right? We went over, do you guys want to name some of them out? We went over a sauna, Slack channel, Zendesk. Upwork, TaskRabbit. What's the one that you can talk into that uh, can write your ebook for you? Otter, right? ChatGPT. You know what's funny is when you guys joined the five day challenge, I remember telling you guys on the first day uh, to write down the word only. If I tell you you need one more LLC, I want you to say, I want you to put only. If I tell you you need one more S Corp, I want you to put only. If I tell you you're gonna need one more software or one more platform, I want your mindset to just be only. Because I used to get so caught up in all of this stuff I used to see at Masterminds and be like, dude, I can't go home and implement all this stuff. Right? There's just no way. But then I changed my mindset and it's like, dude, it's just only one more program. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally just only one more program I need to figure out and I get closer to my goals. And so my mindset completely shifted. And I think this right here is all around your mindset. This person who wrote this one, this is about making a shift just like the gym was, just like working on your business, and just like uh, the permits. This is a mindset shift, right? And this one will be our last one, and we'll round this segment out. Okay. I get this asked all the time. <clears throat> I'm at square zero. Where do I start? How do I get started? It's a hard day and age that we live in right now with social media and jumping on Instagram and seeing all these people living these lives and taking these vacations. But the one thing that you have to do first off is you have to make the decision that this, that life that you're seeing or whatever it is that you envy, that it's for you too. That's the first decision. The second decision is figuring out who's going to help guide you there. Because the fastest place to get somewhere is to ride on somebody's coattail or find the other person that's already done it. And so Part of the reason why I had Ravi speak earlier um, wasn't just because we were good friends, is because I did not have my program yet and I knew that that was something that I wanted to have. So I went to his event, sat in this, just like you guys are sitting here today and absorbed all this information. And I said, first off, I'm meant to have a business just like him and have a digital product just like him. And now I put myself in the right room. I paid to put myself in the right room, surrounded myself with other people who are all trying to do that too, which makes it a lot easier, right? Surrounding yourself with people who are all trying to go in the same direction you're going in. And then I actually decided when I got back 
that I wasn't going to do the same things that I always do, which was take information and then figure out when I'm going to implement it. I took the information, I went home, I locked myself in my room, and for six months, you did not see Carlton because he was working on his program. And so the choice was made. And I went all in on this. I believe in order to be successful, you have to become obsessed with something, okay? And so as soon as you find that something, I'm encouraging you to go all in, even if it may not be the one thing you end up in. Before I decided to do this whole tax strategy thing, I swear I was as buff as Dwayne, I was doing just fitness. I was all in on fitness. I thought that was going to be my thing. I was a football athlete with a full scholarship with agents telling me you're gonna go play in the NFL. I thought this was everything I was gonna be doing for the rest of my life. You could not tell me at 22 years old that I'd be a tax strategist, speaking in front of you guys today. No way, right? But I knew at, at, the, at the time period, this was coming to an end. This part of my life is coming to an end. I don't see what I want for my lifestyle happening right now with the way I'm currently structuring things. I'm gonna go all in on something else. And I remember, I still remember to this day, some of my closest friends commenting on my Instagram post saying, why are you talking about taxes? You're a fitness guy. And I was, I, to this day, I, I don't talk to these people anymore, but to this day, I'll never, for, I'll never forget that. I was just like, dude, just, ooh, just watch, just wait, I'll show you. I'll show you. And now some of them are reaching out to me, Carlton, how do I get on your calendar? <laughs> don't have one anymore. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I really, uh, I really wanna say thank you to the person who wrote this. Where do I start? How do I get started? Because all the knowledge that you're looking for is in this room. I told Christina this the other day. I was like, literally, Christina, every, everything that you're looking for, going to that next step with your business, growing your personal brand, learning how to invest correctly, Everything is in this room. We all have it right here. So just want to say thank you guys for being here with me.